Real Black Consciousness Real Forum. Black Consciousness Real Black Forum. Consciousness Forum. This is your brother VJ checking in. Today's conversation, we're going to play a clip, a story, a testimony. Let's call it a testimony, right? We're going to play a testimony from my brother out of the village, our brother Corey Jones, as he talks about being married and doing his best to stay married, but unfortunately, Uh, Because his old lady couldn't stay out of the street, he got a divorce, right? And um, shout out to the brother, man, I can't even, I can't pronounce your name. Man, I don't know if you're from, I don't know where you're from, bro, but I appreciate the brother that sent the link. Um, We was uh, one of our Latruth conversations, right? A brother sent the link. And uh, I'm supposing what the brother was trying to do is say like, look, B, because you know, we really stand for family here on this uh, podcast, this platform. We stand for family. And uh, he sent me the link, I guess, to say, v, you can't save everything, right? So check it out. It's a brother named Corey Jones. If you get a chance, he has his own YouTube channel. And what I wanted to do was like, kind of like cut it and just, but I'm going to have to wave the, like, the fair usage flag, right? Because... <laughs> First I'm looking at it, I'm like, man, this shit like 30 minutes long. I'm like, I'm going to give it five minutes. So I gave it five minutes, and then it ended up being 10. And then end up being, I'm like, well, I'm halfway through. So I just let the brother finish out the story. And I try to do that out of respect for those that come on the platform and make a comment. Like, because this is what this, we all about comments. And very few times you can post a hyperlink for me to watch something. But anybody that do, I will. Because out of respect for the platform, this is what we're about. We talk about so okay, boom. Man, it's a powerful story. It, it's a little brutal, but it's a powerful story. And I'm looking at the story as it is a powerful testimony about black love to be for real, for real. So let me let me shut let me stifle myself up, right? Let me stifle myself. I want to play the video. Family, I want you to rock with your brother and just listen to the brother. It's 30 minutes long. Just listen to the brother. If you find somewhere alone, you do not want to listen to the brother. Fast forward the video like 30 minutes flat. And then we come back and we have our conversation on what the brother said. But I think it's a dope story. Then we'll talk about that later. And then, Because uh, it's a lot of things we're going to have to address about being on man time. Um, Yeah, so let me just play the video. Then we come back. All right, let me let it go. I can't believe this. I can't believe I'm really about to talk about this right now. This is crazy, man. Oh my gosh. 
Welcome everybody. As you can see, this is a different type of video for my channel. The mood is kind of different. I want to set the mood for this video because this is a story, um, a time of my life that I've really never talked about ever. And I just want to be transparent with you all. I want to be transparent with people that follow me, that support me, you know, family, friends, everything like that, that, you know, this story is something that I withheld to myself for so long. Um, and you know, some people know, and then some people don't. The people that do know, know, and the people that don't, don't. And you know, you kind of make assumptions. Nobody ever knew the full story of what happened. If you've been a subscriber and supporting me since forever, so since the start of this channel, that would be 2017, you probably already knew that I was with this one woman at one time, at one point in my life, she was in some of my vlogs and things like that, videos. And I took those down from my channel and you know, it was an abrupt ending to those type of vlogs. It was an abrupt ending to, you know, you seeing me around her and things like that. Um, if you're new here, you probably don't even know because I don't have any pictures up. I don't have any videos up or anything. I kind of try to erase that, that side of my life, you know? I wanna be transparent here. So. In 2017, um, I got married. I got married to this girl that I've been with throughout college, you know what I'm saying? Mostly through college. Um, and we was together for a while, you know, went through college together, a little bit of our adulthood as well. And, you know, decided to jump the broom and be bonded forever, you know what I'm saying? Everything felt right. Everything felt like, you know, it was the right thing to do, the next step to do, um, you know, since we've been together for a good little minute, um, you know, people kind of looked up to us as that black couple in school and that couple that just stood through everything, you know what I'm saying? So with that being said, you know, we decided to get married, you know, um, honestly, was that the best move <laughs> at the time it felt like it you know um but you know sometimes you can't let time determine what's truly going on or what's truly there um but yeah we decided to get married and and you know take that step towards our lives moved from an apartment into a couple of homes i know some of you all probably seen in some of my old vlogs where we moved from a house to another house but we was renting just trying to find a home that we liked it liked to rent until we bought a home but we ended up renting a home and um of course that was in the town that my alma mater is in so if you know you know um so we, you know, moved in together. Everything is going good. And, you know, um, you know, once we got married, there was before we got married, there really was never no hiccups or anything like that. At least that I didn't suspect there was no type of um, any there wasn't really any red flags to me. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think the only red flag that was in me was like I was like, yo, you know, we've been born and raised here, went to school here. We really need to move from this state in order to be prosperous, you know, in order to make a name for ourselves, build build wealth and, and all that good stuff. Now, granted, um, I was saying that because there wasn't many opportunity in 
I'm going to say it. There wasn't many opportunities in South Carolina for anyone recently graduating. You know, I was a management major, hospitality management major, started off in the hotel industry, worked front desk, became assistant director rooms very shortly after that. Still wasn't paying that much. Ended up working at the University of South Carolina as an admissions counselor. And I started off making $28,000, guys, $28,000, a whopping $28,000 there. And that was a struggle because I loved the job and I loved what I did there, but it wasn't enough to provide for me and her, even though she had a job, but it was still kind of like a little bit of a struggle. So I think that kind of helped play into what happened in the marriage maybe. But those are conversations that you don't really have um, beforehand. You kind of just going through life together. And if someone is for you, they're going to be for you no matter what your salary is, no matter this and that, the connection that y'all have really, you know, um, should be strong enough to look past that. But anyway, let's fast forward. So, yeah, um, we ended up getting married, you know, um, in October of 2017. Jumped the broom. Everything went well. Um, and it, it was good. You know what I'm saying? But um Let's fast forward to the beginning of 2018. So not even a year, not even barely six months in. Um, you know, it was around Mother's Day. Um, and, you know, her family came to the house. We grilled a couple of my family members and friends came to the house. We grilled out, had a good time. And, you know, it was just a good vibe. You know what I'm saying? Being around friends, family, you're in your home, nice day outside, sunny. There's not a care in the world right now, at least for me. And I always looked at her as a person that I can trust. I always looked at her as someone that I wouldn't have to worry about, someone that had my best interest at heart. Um, always had the utmost respect for her because, like, I knew that she cared for me. That's 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 how I truly felt. But fast forward throughout that day, you know, family was still there, and then it's getting down to the evening. You know, I'm outside grilling with her dad and stuff like that. We're having a good time, chopping it up, shooting the breeze. You know, things that family do. And um, as the day went on, her family decided to stay the night with us, and we was going to go to breakfast in the morning. Um, so the night is winding down, everyone is going to bed, me and her go to bed. And, you know, at this point I'm exhausted. It's like probably 11:30 PM exhausted, been grilling, been cooking, been socializing all day, just tired. So she was falling asleep. I was falling asleep, but I was kind of tossing and turning a little bit in and out. So I think I fell asleep around like 12 ish, woke back up around one because I just kept hearing bzz, 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 ding, ding, like messages. So I was like, it's 1, 1 a.m. Usually she's not texting her girlfriends or anything like that because they got mans and husbands and stuff too. They don't be texting like that. So I was like, but oh well. So I kind of turned over a little bit and you know, I wanted to try to go back to sleep. So I went back to sleep, tried to, and still heard it. So I kind of turned back over and kind of cuddled her a little bit and then as I was cutting a little bit I kind of saw her phone and then I saw a, a, a man's name on there that I'd never seen before so I was like 1 30 a.m a man's name that I don't even know 
this don't even sound this don't even sound right. But I didn't press the issue right then and there until I kept hearing a bzz, 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 ding, ding, ding. So now I was like, yo, like, who you texting this late? And I could tell that she was kind of startled a little bit because she probably thought I was asleep or in and out of sleep or in a deep sleep. So that's so when she was like, nobody, doom, doom, doom. I was like, nah, who are you texting? Because I know she would tell me instantly who she texting. So, um, and then she wouldn't tell me. So I was like, let me see your phone. And I don't, I've never been this type of guy to go through a phone or nothing like that. So I was like, let me see your phone. Because this don't even sound right. She was like, why? She kept questioning why. So I just took the phone. So I was like, boom. Looked at the phone. There was a dude in there. And they was just having this conversation. Looked like they was having a conversation throughout the whole entire day. And I was looking and I was seeing things like, I'm going to bring you a plate and this and that and all kinds of stuff. And I was like, what? Who is this cat, yo? Like, this is crazy. So then she got upset because I guess I caught her. So I was like, yo, who is this? Boom, boom, boom. And this where this where it really got me. She was like... I was gonna tell you. I was like, tell me what? What exactly was you gonna tell me? You know what I'm saying? So then, since family is in the house, we decided to go outside because we didn't want to make a, a ruckus and all this inside since family was staying the night. So we went outside, talked, walked the block, boom, boom, boom. And it's just, she was just telling me about the situation, this and that, this and that. And the weird thing about this is I never suspected that any of this would ever happen. But I realized once she started hanging out with these new friends of hers, all of her friends was married, but all of them had bad marriages. Either the wife was cheating on the husband or the husband was cheating on the wife. And I was like, she shouldn't be hanging with them, but I can't control who she hang with. Like she just got these new group of friends where everybody has something going wrong in their marriages. And yet we're newlywed and she's seeing this and that, and they're probably influencing her to do this. So all kind of stuff like this is going through my head. And um, it just made me realize like, this is crazy. This, this is not the end of it, but at that moment I was like, this is crazy. Like I really couldn't process anything. So after we had a little walk, went back in, went to sleep, woke up that morning and I just had a bad feeling in my gut. And we were supposed to go to breakfast with her parents. You know what I'm saying? I didn't feel right going to breakfast. I had to fake like I was sick because the situation really threw me for a loop. You know what I'm saying? So my mom couldn't make it to the Mother's Day um, cookout. So we ended up going to um, my mom's spot in Sumter. So had to fake the funk there. Had to fake the funk like everything was going good. Car ride, not really talking. On the way back, talked a little bit about what was going on. And then we got back in the home. And then that's when we really had a conversation later that night where, you know, like, okay, what's up? What happened? Who this dude is? What's the relationship? How y'all know each other? Boom, boom, boom. Come to find out, I remember about three months before me and her started like going to the gym together, things like this. And she was telling me about this trainer that had this new program. And she was like, yo, we should go to this 
camps since we're going to the gym. It'll be cool for us to go as a couple. Boom, boom, boom. I was like, all right, cool. Never ended up going, but I guess she continued to talk to the trainer. So the guy was a trainer. And, uh, and, and, and so they kind of had a little bit of history and he knew that she was married. And of course, dudes don't really care like that. It's up to the woman to neglect that. So I can't even be mad at the dude. Like I'm mad at the disrespect for him to come at a married woman, but I can't be mad at him because he can only do what she allows. So at that point I was like, boom, we knew the ways. We got to try to get through this. You know what I'm saying? The old me in this situation would be like, nah, it's dead right then and there. But I was like, since we newly ways and since we just got married and since we cho- since you're supposed to try to work through things, I'm going to try to work with you. So I was like, look, we can get through this, but I'm going to need you to delete this guy off social media. I'm going to need you to delete the number. I'm going to need for you to lose all connection with this guy if you're not interested in this guy. If you want to be with this guy and you're interested, let me know now. <laughs> And we can talk about all that, you know what I'm saying? And we can move away from each other, whatever. But let me know. So she's like, no, I could delete him. Two days later, um, I remember getting home before her. And she's not home yet, but her iPad is in the room. I'm trying, I just got home, took a shower, about to take a nap. And I see her iPad is on my nightstand. And then I see this guy, the same guy, number through iMessage popping up on the iPad. I was like, I thought she was, I thought she was going to stop talking to this dude. Like, what's going on? So I tapped on, open the iPad. And she was like, I'm on the way home. Don't text me. Let me text you. And at that moment, that's when I know. I got a problem on my hands, you know what I'm saying? As a man, you do not want this problem on your hands. You do not want your woman going behind your back, sneaking, lying, and doing all this, and you just got married and trying to work on things to that, and I'm willing to give you another chance. So, when she got home, I like, I didn't know anything. I like, I didn't know anything. She got home, she took a shower, boom, boom, boom. And she said she was going to dinner with one of her friends. I said, all right, go to dinner. Go to dinner with one of your friends. I don't know if she was with the friend or him. I don't know. But I already had the intel that I need that they was going to continue to communicate. So then when she left, I opened the iPad up again. And I noticed that they was trying to plan going to the mountains together in North Carolina and trying to figure out a way for her to get there and this and that. I'm like, yo, that's when it hit me. That's when it hit me, man. Like, as a man, that's the worst feeling you can ever feel. When you've been disrespected, lied to, betrayed by someone that you love. And I never, ever felt pain like this a day in my life. And still to this day, I still haven't felt a pain that I felt when I saw those messages. And when I realized she was lying, and I never felt that type of pain. At that moment, I just remember dropping down to the bed and just crying, bro. I was crying out of anger, upset. 
I didn't know how to feel. Like, I, I really didn't know what to do. And I didn't want to talk to anybody about it because what happens in your home stays in your home until it's final. So I had to deal with this by myself. It was just me and her. I wasn't talking to nobody about it. I was just talking to myself about it. Coworkers was asking, like, why do I look this way and that way? And I could not explain it because it's like I didn't want to put information out there without things being final. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not that type of dude. And that's why it took me so long to make this video or even tell people what happened because for so long, since 2017, I've lost followers that was connected to me and her because they think that I did something. I've lost some of her friends that was my friends too that think that I did something. You know, like people automatically assume, oh, if they divorce or this and that, the man did something. But in this situation, I did not do anything. I never physically abused her, emotionally abused her. I like I've done all I could for this girl with this girl. I've never never like so for anybody out there that thought I did something, you know what I'm saying? That's that's y'all, but I'm telling y'all the story. But let's go back. So at this moment, when she got back, she could tell that I was pissed. And I was like, you know something? What's going on? I know that you're still talking to this dude, this and that. We got into a huge arguing match or whatever. So at this moment, I decided to try to figure out a way for us to not be in this situation right now. It's heated in the house. We're arguing. We're looking at each other weird. I didn't like this feeling. I was like, yo, look. And this is probably the worst thing that I could ever do in this situation. I was like, look, I'm going to get you a hotel room for two, three days. You go there and you think about everything. You know what I'm saying? You're saying you're sorry. You're saying you apologize. You're saying that you don't want to talk to this guy. You think about it. And you think about what you actually want. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not about to have you in this house lying and doing all this and going behind my back. I'm going to get you a hotel room for two, three days. You know what I'm saying? And you go... And you think about everything, think about what has happened, how this is affecting what we have going on. You know what I'm saying? And you think about that. So two, three days come back. She come back to the crib. I instantly notice another change. She had this look on her face. She's very cold. She's very like this is a side of her that I've never seen before. Like it's a whole new person. I was like, what happened? Like what's going on? And then out of prowling and prying and things like that, she just broke out crying and said she invited the dude to her hotel room. And I was like, why? She was like, just to talk. Just to talk? And what happened? Oh, he tried to kiss me, blah, 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 but nothing happened. Okay. And that was the last straw. I was like, at this moment, we got, this is done. We done. We are done. I cannot do this. You know what I'm saying? But I did set up a therapy session for us. Tried the therapy session. That didn't go too well. And then eventually she was just like, she going to move out. So she moved out the house. And as I told you, I wasn't making that much. So I couldn't afford the payments myself. So she moved out. And then I was forced to move to Charlotte with my sister 
and commute back and forth every single day from Charlotte to Columbia, South Carolina to work every single day while she had the means to, you know, afford a little apartment or something like that on her own. I, I couldn't I couldn't afford that at that moment. Um, had credit card bills and stuff like that with our name in it and things like that. And it, it, it was just crazy. So she moved out, got her own place and just left me there. Saying we and and I decided like you know that's probably best anyway, but it was no hesitation. She got her place, moved out, moved in her apartment, and I was commuting back and forth from Columbia to Charlotte to my sister's place, staying on the couch. And I don't know if y'all remember, but I I took like a three month hiatus from YouTube, trying to get my life together, and then I ended up moving to Atlanta because I took on a new job. And I stayed with my cousin for a couple of months till I got on my feet, saved some money and things like that. And even though we wasn't together and we decided to separate, I was like, it just felt so bad in me for, I just, I just felt like a failure, you know? And this is the only time in my life where I legit, felt like a failure, like something failed in my life. Something so big, one of the biggest moments, being married, being in a relationship and trying to build things and then it just failed. I legit felt like a failure. So when I moved to Atlanta, you probably could ask my cousin, like he had like him and his wife and his uh, kid stayed and I had a room upstairs and I would be in my, I would be in that room all the time. I didn't want to go out. I did not. I was just in this state of mind where I just I just felt like a failure, man. I just felt like a failure. And that was that was that man. I was like, what can I do? I was trying to figure out ways like what can I do to make the situation better, but it was nothing that I could do. And as a man, as a husband, you always want to try to do your best to make the situation better. But I couldn't figure it out. So I tried one more last attempt. I was like, yo, our anniversary is coming up. It's like when we first met. I want to give one last attempt to this. Because one thing about me, I'm going to do my best. So I know that I didn't give up. I didn't give up on a situation. I didn't do anything. So I was like, look, for our anniversary, we're going to go down to Myrtle Beach. And for that weekend, we're just going to vibe. We're going to see what's going on. You know, so I got us a, a resort at Myrtle Beach. Had the room decked out nice or whatever. You know, had some roses delivered to the room to be there by the time we got there. Had some cater catering options and things like that set up so we can go out, eat and things like that. And I could just tell eventually that that was going to be the last time that we had a trip or a, a, um, a time together. Something shifted, you know what I'm saying? Once that trust is breached, once a mistake and once something like that happens, it's like hard to come back from that. It's, it's very hard to come back from that. Like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big person on respect, support, trust, all that stuff. And once that is breached, you know, you can't really 
I can't really go back and revert, but I tried. And I think that's what made me okay with like knowing that I've done all I can in that situation. Because even though she made a mistake, even though this and that happened, I still was willing to try to make things work. Because as a husband, as a man, you have to try. You know what I'm saying? No matter what, do thick and thin, till death do its part, you gotta try. You know what I'm saying? So I rested comfortably knowing that I tried, you know, and I tried to give it my best. But, um, you know, and, you know, people make mistakes. You know what I'm saying? And it's just a mistake that cost us a huge decision of our lives to, to be divorced and not be together. And, you know, to this day, do we talk every day? No. Do we talk all the time? No. You know what I'm saying? If I seen her, I'll be cordial. Um, but I, I can't envision myself wanting to go through something like that again. And I don't want anybody to go through that again. So, um, so yeah, I think, you know, after about four years, I'm finally comfortable talking about this because for so long I felt it felt like a failure you know what I'm saying and of course she mentioned some things that she felt like were pain points for her like she mentioned me once I start my once I started my YouTube channel that I wasn't paying her any attention which to me is a little bit skewed a little bit because for one I would include her into my vlogs I would try to include her into different processes of the YouTube like granted of course editing takes time and shooting takes time but that's not all day you know what I'm saying I know she mentioned sometimes when shows on I wasn't paying attention to the show I was in my phone but if it's a show that I don't really like I'm in there with you I'm just not paying attention to the show like that but I'm still right next to you you know what I'm saying like I'm not off in another room watching something else secluded like I'm still in the living room still up under you with you watching the show I'm just on my phone answering emails or I might bring my laptop down and edit edit on my laptop instead of upstairs or something like that you know so she was bringing up little things like that and I feel like if it was truly a problem then it should have been mentioned instead of going out and doing who knows whatever with whoever you know the way my life has been going since that you know once i got on my feet moved to atlanta my life has been skyrocketing you know what i'm saying focused more on my youtube became a creator up next in 2019 for youtube had several opportunities with brand partnerships this and that new job new apartment all this like and I would just attest that to God, you know what I'm saying? Even through all of that, I prayed, I prayed, you know what I'm saying? Like, I I kept faith that things would be better for me, you know what I'm saying? And even for her, you know, I still want things to go well for her. I want her to find somebody that she could be happy with. And, you know, I want that for her. So I don't have any animosity or any ill will towards her. But... Since that, I think sometimes God make you go through things so you can see the other side and so you can be a better you. Um, because 
honestly, I don't know if I would be where I'm at today without going through that situation. I'm a better man. I make better decisions. I'm a successful. I'm a young black king out here, you know what I'm saying? And I can't say back then that I was that, you know? Um, I was striving for it, but now I'm here, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is everything that I dreamed of, I now have. And, you know, it feels good. Yeah, I just wanted to share this story, man, because I held it in for so long. And I was like, dang, I need to I need to share this story, you know, and appreciate all y'all for listening. And uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you all for the support. Thank you all for rocking with me through all this, man. It's crazy. And I hope none of you all ever have to go through anything like that, like I did. And yeah, that's just that. But thank you all for walking with me and I'll catch y'all in the next video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, beloved. Yeah, interesting story, right? A little brutal. Interesting story. Um, I just want to say this, man, to Brother Jones. You know, brother, I appreciate your stance on black love. I appreciate you as a husband giving your situation everything that you could. And um, things play out. Like they play out, but you did your part, right? And that's what we stand for on this platform. You know, even though we are against divorce, you know, we have a saying, beloved, that you ain't got no chain on a woman's feet. You know, if she want to go somewhere, you think you ain't got no chains on the feet. What can you do? But the fact that you did all you can do to stand up for your family. We at Real Black Content Forum Podcast, brother, we appreciate you for that. You know what I mean? Um, also, we see it as though like you stuck to the code. You stuck to your calling because as a man, we are called to what? Provide, protect, instruct, avenge, and revenge. Which means that this is why when men get cheated on, and a lot of folks may not know this, this is why men don't say nothing. It ain't nothing about being ashamed or this and that. But men ain't going to say nothing because he still had to protect the woman that he he dealt with. He still got to protect his baby mama. He still got to protect his wife. He still got to protect the image of his ex-girlfriend. So he don't say nothing about her stepping out because he don't want to do anything he feels is damaging to her. So very rarely you're going to come to the uh, community and uh, hear somebody say, man, my baby mama ain't shit. Her cheating ass ain't. <laughs> You know, the young man, the unruly man going to do, they don't give a fuck because we came up in the city where it wasn't taboo in the city of Detroit. All the women step out. We kind of broke it down. It's a, it's a, like a player way we do it. it. It's, it all ends up, it all leads to a woman being on the mattress. But when you kind of come from a city that's full of players, they, the game is a little different. You know, the way we view it is a little different. Like, all right, well, you call it most often. We would say potentially that all, unfortunately, women don't get mad at me, but we would say all black women have the potential of fucking off. That they will do. They may not cheat because cheating, the way we look at cheating is like you dealing with a man to potentially one day leave the man that you with. That's like cheating. Uh, most men are fuck off. Most men are ain't really cheating like that. 
you know, most men ain't got Sally Sue on the side. And he like, man, I'm finna pack all my shit, Sally. I'm coming with you. Like, nah, I'll put this dick on you. But I ain't finna pack up shit and leave nowhere with you. <laughs> but look, but look. I want to talk to my brother, Corey Jones. I want to talk to the nephews in the village, right? Young man, you know what I mean? And I just want to just say this, right? Um, In this situation, beloved, it looked like you just, you know, you got involved with a little bit something that was over your head because you have to understand that it's spiritual warfare out here, right? So as a black man that's married, or as a black woman that's married, your biggest battles is going to come from people that look like you, right? It's in the culture, right? So oftentimes we talk about black culture. Because black culture, the foundation of our village today is going to change eventually. But today it's built on single parent uh, community, single parent villages, single parent households. Um, You know. Our people is not really familiar with the family dynamic. We don't honor we don't honor it. We don't cherish it. We don't respect it because we don't see it. You know what I'm saying? We can't honor something you don't see. You can't respect and value something you do not see. We don't value astronauts. We don't see them. We never met nobody from NASA. We don't know what that shit look like. You know what I'm saying? But we may value a dope boy because we see him. We may value somebody that can script and make money, make a thousand dollars a night because we can see that. But other forms of making money, we don't see it. And unfortunately, we come from a village that embrace things that are more detrimental to us. But Dick, this is what I'm talking about, the single parent culture. Though. Check it out. It's easy for somebody to fuck your old lady. Because it, nobody comes from a family structure. It's easy for somebody to fuck your old man. Nobody's coming from the family structure. So on this podcast, we say what? Marriage is our religion. Because marriage will fix 99% of the problems that we have. Okay, so now watch. I'm going to give you the scenario. We just heard a testimony from my brother Jones, right? All right. He married a shorty. I can guarantee you that that side nigga, he didn't come from a marriage background. The majority of side chicks and side bitches and side niggas inside thoughts whatever the side because our culture is out of a single listen let me maybe i should say this way when little tt them wake up little june bug them wake up when our black babies is coming out of the village and being raised in this village they have a better chance and waking up to jordan's and polo shirts for the rest of their life than they do waking up and seeing their biological mom and dad in the bed with each other, having breath with each other, having lunch with each other, and having dinner with each other. You missed it? It's cool. I say it again. Black children have a better chance than just being fly all their life. They have a better chance than just going through their whole life wearing designer clothes than they do waking up and watching their mom and dad in the bed, watching TV, whatever. Having breakfast in the morning, lunch. We don't, our villas don't see no shit like that. Okay, so when we go out into the world, you know, 
you coming out the single parent culture you meet a, a woman that's married you don't you don't you don't have the fear that you could potentially break up a household even though a decision got to be made on both sides you don't have the fear that this shit you doing can break up a household because what is a household you're not damaging nothing you don't see it's not there you don't you don't come from that once you have the you come out of the or you in the family structure and you come out of the family structure you're like man i ain't finna fuck nobody shit up it ain't about me i ain't trying to do this to chase no nut i ain't damn little mama i don't want to fuck your shit up because you got a husband and that most of these niggas ain't gonna forget that shit this guy gave you a whole lot of chances most of these niggas ain't gonna forgive all that how bad do we want to orgasm i talk about that like damn niggas want orgasm that bad they're fucking married chick and now this is a part of this dude's legacy because i can guarantee he ain't with the woman you know what i'm saying it's like you know how many times do you fuck a married chick and then she get caught whole man leave her you go marry her no that shit like never happens because he looking at the chick like damn if this man did this for you and you with me i can't trust you so you just on your own and now you you get to figure some things out but I just look at it like, bro, you know, I just don't know. I'm trying to figure out because I missed the memo when it became okay to start fucking married. When did married women get the green light? We can't say no to nothing. All these thoughts we supposed to have, these bust downs. You know what I'm saying? I mean, all these sexual experiences we can have as black men. We, hey man, we can have 50 chicks underneath our belt, which is nothing to do in the city of Detroit. It's a hundred chicks under your belt that's nothing to do in the city of detroit is you can bust you you can you can get you if you have a strong year you can fuck 35 to 50 people in detroit in just one year so i'm like damn you got to pick a married chick like how many more you know i just that concept i don't get then that's part of your legacy but what i do understand is this see these niggas these side bitches and these side niggas they got the same spirit as the kuka clan guy because they, they it seemed like they always hang around they just hang around long enough to break up your home that's what the clan did they kept terrorizing this particular household till the family got broke up they end up killing a man killing a woman doing something breaking up the household in some kind of way and once they broke up your household then they moved on all of a sudden they can find the time to move on well big mama taught us that the devil came to steal kill and destroy and then big mama also taught us beloved she say uh <laughs> she said the devil got the chance to, or he had the uh he can present himself as an illusion of light like he's a shapeshifter he could come as a brute beast like the ku klux klan or in today's time he's coming to the household with a smile he's in shape he got money she's in shape she got money she got a bbl now you involved with these folks now your household break up all of a sudden they can get missing after your household break up ain't that interesting they can make all this time in the world for you when you got somebody when your shit get fucked up they don't don't listen to me when your shit get fucked up they gone that woman gone that nigga gone after your shit got fucked up so they ain't got nothing but the spirit of the clan on them they just hang around you long enough to break up your household you have to be very prepared for spiritual warfare because, beloved, when you get married, like I said, beloved, you're going to get the bulk of the problems from people that look like you. Ain't nothing, you coming out of the village, ain't nothing sacred to black folks. Nothing. Nothing sacred to black people no more. Your husband ain't sacred to no motherfucking body. I don't care how much you is attracted to that. That man got a whole family at home. 
let that nigga go home and get that nut from his from his hand uh get it from his wife you ain't got to give what you got to give it to him for you got to be the willing participant to give him a nut you got the fuck old girl that's married bro for what I'm gonna have a conversation one day because some of these niggas so slow. I wouldn't even give a married chick the uh, bro. There's no way, you know. But but, I'm a, but, but look, we're gonna talk one day because I'm gonna explain to these young niggas. Hey man, it's a difference between getting the pussy and getting the woman. That's it, man. I ain't finna put no dick on nobody that's gonna get up and go cook for another man, go wash another man's clothes, take another care of another man's kid. And I'm left with a a, a a nut that just. A man orgasm, what is a split, a second, two seconds? Come on, my nigga. We doing all, we finna fuck up somebody's household for, uh, uh, come on, we, do, <laughs> we doing that shit? But look, let me talk to nephew. I want to say this to nephew too. Brother Jones, I respect everything you did, right? I respect everything you did. I just want to say this though. Um, Attraction is real, nephew. You dig what I'm saying? Attraction is real. And on this podcast, often we talk about discipline and undisciplined, right? Now, that's the term we use. We don't use perfect. We don't say, got a perfect wife and an unperfect wife. We say disciplined man, disciplined woman, undisciplined man, undisciplined woman. The difference between the two is a disciplined man is always striving, right? To live in perfection and to be harmless, which is righteous to his household. This is a strive. A disciplined man knows what he is attracted to. A disciplined woman knows what she is attracted to. You just avoid what you are attracted to. Now, Brother Jones, I want to say this to you and to a lot of other nephews that's listening. Um, the power of attraction does not cut off. Because you got a marriage certificate. Because you got married. Because this person is your high school sweetheart. Because this person is your college sweetheart. Or your church sweetheart. Or this is your co-worker. She's a sweetheart and you married her. The power of attraction never turns off. As we teach on this podcast. That the sexual energy is the fourth strongest energy. This is not nothing you play with. This ain't about willpower. This ain't about who you can trust in this. Sexual energy is the fourth strongest energy on this entire planet when it comes to human beings. It comes after breathing, drinking, eating, then it's sex. You take one of those four off the tables, human don't exist no more. So it's not like it's a people are looking at sex like it's a take it or leave it kind of thing. All right. Now, here's the, the real spiel I'm going to give you. Sex comes down to genetic survival. A woman can't help who she's attracted to. She can't help it. So the thing is, or the key should be, you want to be able to minimize those who she is attracted to in their their uh their interactions. Same thing goes with fellas. Sisters, you want to be able to minimize the amount of time that he hangs around somebody he's attracted to. And you want to minimize the contact that they have with each other attracted me they're pulling towards each other he can't explain it she can't explain it we can't control who we are attracted to so the thing for a disciplined man is i you just got the void who you're attracted to like i'm gonna give you i'm gonna give you myself as an example 
man, I'm almost 25 years deep in this marriage game. I'm walking down 25 years. I'm doing it, right? If you look at me, though, beloved, in all transparency, you'll notice that all my homegirls, all of them that I'm tight with, I shoot the shit with, they're yellow bones. Or as they say in the South, they red bones. They light-skinned females. And then if they're not light-skinned, they like brown skin, light brown skin. Do you know why? And I don't want no black woman to take this no way, but I'm just telling you about my truth. Do you know why all my homegirls is light-skinned and brown-skinned? Because I'm not attracted to them. I am attracted to dark-skinned women. I'm I'm poor to them for some reason. So I like I tell a joke oftentimes on this podcast. I'm like, yo, I like a sister named Hide You Been To. You know what I mean? I'll be joking, but I'm telling the truth though. I like a sister named Loyal Trini. You know what I'm saying? I'm joking, but I'm telling the truth, right? Now, all the love in the world that you can have for your, you can love your, you can love whoever you love. All the love you got for them. But if you put that person in the same room with somebody they're attracted to, and this person got a good personality, and then they're smiling, and then they, they're humorous, and then you have a good vibe because now it comes to energy after the, the eye of attraction, now it's the energy. There's something in you, in your subconscious as your mind, body, and soul is is pulling sexually to this person because your makeup is saying this is a potential candidate for your genetic survival. This is what sex is. It's just genetic survival. That's it. And it depends on your type. Your body gives you your type. Your spirit, your soul gives you your type. You can only change types once you kind of like get information. And this is why you can meet some women and they're like, okay, they like a younger guy. And then they get new information and then their type changes. Like I like older guys because they got new information and it all comes down to what's inside of him and her based on genetic survival. My genetics survive will survive better through this particular person. She's dark skinned. She's thick. That's what I'm attracted to. So I just stay away from that. In the same breath, man, my wife loved me. We, my old lady loved, but my old lady got a type. <laughs> now I'm telling you something. I don't care how much me and my old lady we love each other. We got children home. We take showers together every day. We talk all day, eight nine hours on the phone. Hey, it's a brother. Oh, uh, check this out. It's a brother. He play on um. I don't even know if the show's still on. I don't watch TV like that. It's a show called uh Black Ink. I don't know if you can remember. It kind of old now. You know what I'm saying? They used to have a, a, a show like a Black Ink Harlem. And then there's a Black Ink Atlanta. You know what I mean? And um, there's another Black Ink in Chicago. Right? Now, is this a brother on there. His name is uh, Bishop Don. He's a tattoo artist. You know what I'm talking about? Now, that's like my old lady type. <laughs> so check this out. We love each other. Look, we're in love, y'all. But there's no way. <laughs> there's no one way. Your brother VJ would send her up to the gym <laughs> to be trained. <laughs> That's not happening. <laughs> uh, damn, now that dude slapping meat all across your old lady face. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> hey, look. Yo, check. I want to put this in perspective, sure. I'm not talking about freaks. I'm talking about attraction. It takes a real adult to admit to real attraction. I'm talking about that attraction that put the 
butterflies in your stomach. I'm talking about when you see somebody as a man, you see somebody, you like, damn, she fine. You're like, God damn, that motherfucker fine as a motherfucker. <laughs> I'm talking about when a woman look at a man and she say, God damn, that nigga fine. Now, that attraction, it don't know you got no marriage certificate. <laughs> don't know you got no marriage ring. It don't know you came to the altar. So I'm like, yo, you have to minimize that. Young blood, yo, old lady talking about going to the gym? Bro, nephew, I got to give you some real game. All the nephews out there, I got, because I go to the gym. I got to give you some real game. All right, um, check this out. Back in the 90s and early 2000s, and I don't want nobody to be offended when I make this comment. Fat people can go to the gym then. This is what fat people went in the 90s and early 2000s to get back in shape. If you ain't been to the gym in a while, it's not like that no more. It's like people that go to the gym, they're already in shape. You're just going to work out on some different muscle groups that you can't work out at the house. You see what I'm saying? You kind of like get cut and get your tone in the home and you leave the, the you leave the crib to go to the gym to perfect on some things that you don't have. I mean, you ain't finna put all this workout shit all over your crib. So you just go to the gym to work out on certain muscle groups. Guys, that's they're already in shape. So I'm gonna give you an age group, right? Um, I use a term, we use the term often on this platform on this uh, platform. We say a man of a certain age. That's cold for he's between 45 and 60. When you are between 45 and 60, beloved, you are a man of a certain age. You know what I mean? We always, always, all the time on this podcast say, if you got an old lady, you got to watch the nigga at the job. And you got to watch the nigga at the gym. Because that nigga at the gym is in shape. He's already in shape. And unfortunately... Brother Jones story. I seen it a hundred times, bro. I seen the man of a certain age knocking down that 20 year old, knocking down that 30 some year old. I'm talking about some. He beating the brakes off that young pussy. He just doing it. He's in shape. He got the, he got the grown man figure. He's in shape, beloved. Now, but you know, of course, karma is going to scrape everybody out at the end of the day. You ain't going to just do some shit in this world and you're not going to see it again. Nobody's that lucky. You know what I'm saying? You typically in this life, what you do, you end up living on both sides of the coin. One day you're on this side of the coin. The next day you're on that side of the coin. You know what I mean? But I'm just saying all that to say this. You know, nephew. It's cool to have a woman love you with her heart. It's cool. It's cool to have a woman you know, love you with her mind. That's very dope. That's cool. That's when niggas get into that high school sweetheart, college sweetheart shit. She's a sweetheart, whatever. But it is a different thing for a woman to love you with her eyes. You want to have your old lady, if you sign up to be with a woman forever, you're almost signing up to like, well, I got to get this person the best version of me. Not the Homer Simpson version, the best version. Dudes at the gym, they knocking down the niggas old lady with spaghetti arms because she's look she's in this gym working out fresh out of college uh you know what i'm saying she and she just and she's looking around and these brothers in shape and i say that all the time on this podcast beloved your old lady listen to me now because this may hurt somebody feelings but this is 
sometimes I got to be Uncle VJ. Women act different around men in shape with muscles than they do with men that, that is not. They look at you different. They hug you different. They speak to you different. They get touchy-feely with you different. The pretty boy nigga and the fat nigga, he got to have some money or spit some game or he got to be like a comedian kind of nigga to get the, get the pussy. The nigga in shape, we ain't got to be all that. We just in shape. We cut. They see it through your shirt. They're like, damn. <laughs> they look at you. You can see how they look like, damn, this nigga fine. <laughs> then like, you know what I'm saying? Now it's, it's a different vibe. This is something money can't buy. The nigga with the money can't do this. And the pretty boy nigga can't do this. The pretty boy nigga, he's a 10 in the face. But I'm going to tell you how this shit work now. We talking, big unk talking real talk. The pretty boy nigga, that's the pretty nigga that's a 10 in the face. Shorty see him. She likes him. All right. The nigga that's a bulldog in the face. He's a six in the face, but he's cut. He's ripped. He look like he just got fresh out. That does something different to women. You can have money and it won't do it. You know, you can, I'm telling you what I know. You know what I'm talking about? Um, so, it comes back to a woman's subconscious, her mind, body, and soul. What she deemed is necessary for her genetic survival. Who is the best suitable mate for her eggs? That's what sex is about for a woman. Wherever she is in her place and time, that person that she's fucking, that is a candidate that, that's a, this is genetics. Key. This is. This is how you keep this whole thing going. This is all acts of genetic survival. You know what I mean? So sometimes, beloved, a, a woman may pick, if she's at a certain place in her life, the older gentleman with his shit together. She may fuck him. Genetic survival. The young dope boy. Genetic survival. Or the bad boy. Because women like protection. They like security. So if you acting like you the bad boy and you always in shit, but you can get out of shit... Now you become a based on her subconscious of what she is, mind, body, and soul. You may become a potential candidate for genetic survival. That's sex. That's we make sex so like I don't know what the fuck we think it is, but we, it, this all just about genetic survival. That's what she's at at her place now. You know, Brother Jones could have flipped that shit and looked and like, damn, my old lady running with this trainer. I need to get in the gym because she's showing you what she is. Them muscles doing something, shorty. She making a trip to go to the cabins with these niggas. I'm like, oh, you know, we talk about fucking off on this part. I'm like, I don't know, bro. That sound like cheating. It sound like she got one foot. It sound like she fucking off. She can't stop and break that attraction. It's something in her. And sometimes women be doing shit. When you you get in front of them, like, I don't want to do it no more. I'm sorry. But that attraction is so strong. Like, girl, bring your fine ass back over here. I ain't finna with you. She jump in that motherfucking car. <laughs> hey, look. Hey, look. Hey, look. Hey, look. I'm finna tell you a story about attraction, right? Man, I got a partner. Uh, he pull up on his old lady. And um, she he got the bottom, the key to the bottom lock. Not the dead boat key. He got the bottom lock key. So he go... He pulling up on it. He got a key to the spot. So he finna go in. He can't get in the motherfucker. He got them, the, the boat, the dead boat is on the lock. So he knocking at the door. Like, what the fuck you got going on? So he goes around the side of the window. This nosy nigga. And he look, he see 
He said he don't see nothing, but he sees some shoes. He make a little joke. He said, boy, I see them size 10 shoes. Goddamn next to the bed. <laughs> he looking through the back window. Now he banging on the door. Now he pissed. You know what I'm saying? He jumps in the car and goes home. He's on fire. You know what I'm talking about? All right. She calls him. When she calls him, he ain't at his house no more. He at my crib. He telling me the story. He's pissed. Man, I just found out. Goddamn, she fucking off, man. I can't think. These hoes ain't shit, brother, brother. He going off hard. So she calls him on the phone. He answers it. Yo, what the fuck you want, bitch? I see you order a nigga over there. I seen the shot. Ten shit, blah, blah, blah. And this nigga going off. All right, all right, cool. You know what she says on the phone? All right, all right. You call me. I'm sorry. I just want you to come over here and i make it right. Come over here and I'm going to make it right. Do you know what this nigga did? <laughs> this nigga, I told, because he's my partner to this day. I said, man, you better not take your motherfucking ass over there, nigga. Man, I said, man, fuck it. You just talking about fuck you. That nigga jumped in that car and left, went over there and spent the rest of the night with Shorty. That's the power of attraction. You can't help it. You want to keep, you can't help it. People can't tell me nothing about attraction. So you have to cut that shit off. You got to be disciplined. You got to say, I'm attracted to this. And if I trust, people throw that trust word around. I trust a man to be a man. I trust a man to, if he put himself in a compromising situation with somebody he's attracted to, I trust I know how this is going to go. I trust a woman. I trust that if she, if she puts herself around the presence of a man she's attracted to, it's going to go a certain kind of way. Her body is pulling her that way. I trust that that's going to happen. Um, Jay-Z, right? Jay-Z, he worth like a billion dollars? Like a billion and a half? They say two billion, they just give him some numbers sometimes, right? Jay-Z was on tour, rapping. While he's on tour, performing, his wife, uh, Beyonce, she's making a movie it's called, uh, she had a nut-ass babysitter. I don't know the name of that movie, bro. I can't remember that movie, sis. Uh, the one where she played with Aegis Elber. I don't know that name, right? We know the, I had to look it up, but check it out. You know, when she was shooting that film, you know Jay-Z ended his tour early? Ended that tour and jumped on the plane and he stayed on set every single day that his old <laughs> that his old lady was making that movie with Idris Elba you think he don't trust Beyonce he trusts her he trusts her he trusts that she's a woman these these men and women be on set with each other look you know uh Tyler Perry changed the whole game he was the first producer to come in he could do a whole movie in a in a month but before then those small hats in Hollywood it, it wasn't like that it would take them six months to eight months to make a film so can you imagine idris elba hanging out with beyonce every day they're shooting a film together they playing husband and wife on the film then after the scenes after things you know after the shoots they're going out to lunch and dinner with each other hanging out it can happen that don't make her an unfaithful woman she's a hoe she can't be trusted no 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 she's just a woman i think our village have been fed this superwoman, superman thing. No, she is supposed to be attracted to men. She's heterosexual, right? That means she's attracted to men. M-E-N. Not just you as a man. She's attracted to men. 
the minute that you tell me that your old lady is heterosexual, you're telling me she's attracted to men. Now, I mean, y'all niggas can play this willpower game all you want, but everybody I know that hung around somebody and played the willpower game, they got fucked or they fucked somebody else. Because they don't really know what truly what it's like to be attracted around. All these women just ain't making mistakes. All these women just ain't shit. And they just know you are allowing them. Y'all got it set up in y'all friendship and relationship where you allowing this woman. This woman is allowing this man to be around people they are attracted to. And it take a disciplined man to just stay away from people. You got to stay away from women you're attracted to. I don't, I don't do it. Man, I ain't got no dog. I ain't got no chocolate homegirls. I ain't got none. <laughs> I ain't got it, bro. I ain't got it. I ain't got it. Hey, look, every time a uh, chocolate chick come wrong, boy, my old lady get to look aside out. Like, nigga, what you looking at? Keep your head straight. <laughs> nah, I ain't gonna do that. I was just talking shit. I ain't gonna do nothing. You know what I'm talking about? It's some fresh water out here, man, but I ain't gonna I ain't gonna take a sip. I'm cool. If you try too hard to take a sip, you're thirsty. <laughs> yeah, leave that fresh water alone, beloved. Yeah, man, we're gonna leave it right there. Um I wanna talk more in the future about how powerful sex is, though, man. It's this ain't no, you know, your genetics wanna survive, man. You're going to always be attracted and pulling. It's just, you know, it's it's interesting how um, I feel as though that we are taught a very weird way about connections and attraction. Um, unfortunately, some people never been around somebody that they are truly, truly attracted to where they get their butterflies in your stomach. When you see somebody you're like God damn, you know what I'm saying? Like, damn, you know, like damn, she fine. That motherfucker fine as a motherfucker. <laughs> well, you got damn, you you sit in the car, you wait to show they come out the store. You wait, I gotta get another look. <laughs> Peace and black pie to you, family. Yeah, man, we just heard an example of real love, brother. Brother Corey Jones, you did all you can do. Uh, Y'all check out the channel and leave some um, comments on him, encouraging the brother, man. He'll be fine. Um, I heard the story. I was like, man, I ain't tripping. I was like, oh, Corey, must don't know how karma works. I'm like, man, you don't worry about people that do shit like that. They're going to see that. You know, you gonna we live on both sides of the coin. You don't just do some foul shit. You know what I'm saying? Like. You know, and, and, and I'm going to leave you with this because this is what we really be talking about on this podcast. You know, we're all about forgiveness and we're all about grace. But it's important. I, I want to say this before we close out. Um, when we're talking about men staying together and making it work, you got to understand, uh, beloved, that, see, I'm coming from a hood perspective. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I'm from the neighborhood. Most often than not, when you start hearing about a woman, fuck off. I want to say, like I said, more often than not, she's end up fucking off on a man that already done fucked up on her. That's generally what we see, unfortunately, in the village. Right? Like, I even had a conversation about the story about the young lady that she's going through it with her husband because she said she forgave him. He fucked about, 
I don't know, it's like over 10 women during the match. I'm like, God damn, over 10 marriage during over 10 women during the marriage, but she got out there eventually and she tested the water and she got caught up. You know what I'm saying? And she's like, yo, I forgave this nigga all these times for all these women. And this nigga keep bringing up this one nigga all the time. She's like, I messed up one time. And I'm like, that's how it normally goes. Black men are taught that they can be bullies on the women that they're with. That's what I call the bully culture. When you start trying to make a double standard saying it's okay for a man to do this, but it's not okay for a woman to do that. But that's a bully. That's what bullies say. I'm going to push this shit on you, but I don't want to take it. I'm going to just give it to you. That's bullyism. So we kind of pattern our relationship structures after bullyism. You know, because we don't see relationships. We don't, we don't see mom and daddy together. You know what I'm saying? And now this younger generation, they can't even have the benefit of living like our generation. Because at the very least, our generation... When our parents are single, we can go over grandmama house and see what a relationship looked like. We can see big mom and big daddy together. We can still see what it looked like. We can still see what the love looked like. Now we're a generation behind a generation. So now the youth big mama, the youth big mamas are single. They know what it's they know what it looked like to see their big mama dating this guy. And then she get this new guy. They, oh, big mama dating Mr. Carl. Oh, look, you know. Now, uh, Big Mama dating Mr. Williams. Oh, now look, Big Mama dating Mr. Smith. They knowing Big Mama's old man's now. I never seen. I never seen my Big Mama with a only. I only seen my Big Mama with one man. I only seen that. I only seen both my Big Mamas. They all, all, all. Because I'm very fortunate. I was able to live in a time where I was able to have all three of my Big Mamas at the same time. My father, Mama. My mama, Mama. And my father, grandma, because I was living, I was able to uh, see my great grandfather when he was still living with my great grandmama. So I had all three of my big moms at the same time. I never seen them with another man outside of my grandfather ever. It just never happened. So now you got a different dynamic. Up. It's different now. So now it's easy to jump in somebody else. We don't respect family, but I say, beloved, if we all just get married. And we just hold what you got. Stay prayed up. Stay true. In this situation, I get it. Brother jo Brother Jones, he gave it all he can give. He can all, he gave it all he can give, but that's our way out. We got to get these marriage numbers up. That way, everybody can just hold everybody's significant other in check, in love, and respect. And then once we build on the family unit, we got something to pass on to our next generation. So our next generation, they know and they could just work on what they seen. If we giving them single parent household, they're just working from scratch. They don't know what it looked like. They're going to try to figure it out when they do it. But if we at least give them an example of something, they can say, I, I ain't going to be like my mama. My mama kept cheating on my daddy. I'm going to just do it this way. I ain't doing that because it hurt my daddy. And then then the daddy can look and say, and then the son can look like, I ain't going to, I'm going to get me a, a I'm going to do like this in my marriage because my mama used to do this and my daddy used to do that. I ain't going to do it. I'm going to do it different. But they don't know what the make it look like if it ain't nothing there. What they just, they want to imagine. Uh, what are we doing? But until next time, beloved, this is indeed Real Black Contents Forum Podcast. Your brother VJ, man, I'm going to get it with you guys later. Peace.
Thanks for viewing the podcast, be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe to the channel on all social media platforms. Real Black Consciousness Real Forum. Black Consciousness Real Black Forum. Consciousness Forum. And we out this piece.